Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Episode 54. Yeah, 5-4. All right, folks. Well, welcome into a new episode. Um, and before we jump into anything substantive, let's talk about where you can find... Substantive. Substantive, yeah. Sub- substantive. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find us on all social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Yep. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord, Twitter X... I don't know why it's still around, but Twitter X. Twitter X just sounds like well, dirty. It's, yeah, that's true. It's Twitter's uh, Twitter after dark. Yes, Twitter after dark. <laughs> Only on HBO <laughs> or Cinemax. <laughs> and we're also uh, sponsored by WhitePowderForYourNose.com. Yeah, white white powder, <laughs> WhitePowder.com. <laughs> Oh, when you Do they need have a, a special hand signal for that one too. Yeah, I don't know. When you need when you need a, when you need to give it the sniff test. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, now that you know where to find, follow and like us, but before I even say anything more, just, you know, make sure you give us a review, give us a comment on any of those social media platforms or on wherever you find your podcast. Um it helps the algorithm, it helps get this podcast into people's ear holes. Um Yeah. So, go ahead. Tell us how much you like us or how much you hate us. I don't care. Just say something. <laughs> that, that's nice to hear something yeah. every now and again. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Well, let's talk about our topic of the week. Oh, no, sorry. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. You're jumping the gun. <laughs> Time to grab your beverage. And join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. All right, this week's drink is uh, something your girlfriend picked up for us. Yes. So it's called Noca. It's a no carbonation boozy lemonade. Yes. And we've got the classic lemonade. So they're out of Boston, Massachusetts, to Boston. Or I can't say that. Boston. Boston. You gotta remember your khakis and your khakis. <laughs> um, so it's a five uh, percent alcohol, gluten free with electrolytes. So yeah, you won't get dehydrated to get in drunk with this beverage. Yeah, well, and also they have like one that's called Two Turn. So I was actually bringing this up because uh, Two Turn Tony is hilarious on the TikTok. <laughs> but um, if he has any connection, hey. Tony, like our podcast. We'd love that shit. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, cheers. Cheers, brother. That ain't bad. Yeah. Not as sweet, which is good. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, now that we've gotten our um, lips lubricated and our whistles, whistles wetted. wetted <laughs> We are all moistened up to talk. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right, folks. Well, this week we're doing something a little bit more recent in, compared to the past few months. Yes. Um, this was a movie that came out this year. Yeah. Um, 
And we're talking about, if you didn't get it from our intro, we are talking about Cocaine Bear. White lines <laughs> blow away. That was probably the best song to play For the movie. ending, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they also was playing it at some point during the beat towards the earlier part of the movie. Yeah. So, but this is a uh, film directed by Elizabeth Banks. So, obviously, if you've seen, uh, I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, she White Hot American White Summer, Hot American Summer, Hunger Games, Forty Year Old Virgin, Forty Year Old Virgin. Was she? Oh yeah, she was a Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah. Um, Zach and Miriam make a porno. Yep. Um, Scrubs. Mm-hmm. So she's been in a lot of stuff. She's uh, kind of wetted her whistle in the directing category of this one. Yeah, she she started fairly recently. I think this is what her um, third motion picture yes. that she's made. So I know she did the newest Charlie's Angels. Um, but yeah, this is number three for her. Yes. Um, so she um, also produced this one. She has produced... Um, the Pitch Perfect movies. And I think she, she directed the third one. Yes. Um, did she? I think so. Yes, yeah, she did. Boom. No. Two. Oh, the second one. Yeah. Um, she's also been involved with, obviously, like we said, Cocaine Bear. Uh, used to Charlie's Angels. Uh, she was uh, working on a live-action Magic School bus where she'll be Miss Frizzle. I don't know if I'd like that. It'd be interesting. I don't... She doesn't fit Miss Frizzle to me, but <laughs> whatever. Not my... And Power Rangers. Can't forget she was in Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. She played Rita. Yes. Was she Rita? Yeah, she was, she was Rita. Rita. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like. I loved that movie. It was, it was really good. We'll have to cover that one soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got a huge cast. You've got, like we said, uh, Elizabeth Banks is the director, but you've got Carrie Russell. You've got Ald- uh, Alden Enrich... Um, from solo fame, uh, you've got Margot Martindale, Ray Liotta, you've got Ice Cube's son. We talked about, yeah. So O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. What about the guy from Game of Thrones and Witcher? Oh yeah. Um, Do you want to try and pronounce his name? No, I'll give you a Christoph Hevu. 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 All right. I I actually looked it up before this episode <laughs> just so I could punish you. Yeah. You've got no, uh, he was hilarious in oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> you have Matthew Reese in a small cameo at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Which so interesting fact. I'm not sure if you ever if you caught on to this. So Carrie Russell, Matthew Reese, and Margot Martindale all starred together in the FX series The Americans. Yes. So kind of a fun little cast reunion there. And it was uh I don't know if folks on the interwebs if you haven't watched the series, it's actually really it's a good. good series. Yeah. I fell off halfway through season three, but it's just because stuff in life were going on, and I just had to pick and choose. What as, I was as does, but but definitely it was something really I need to pick up and finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a uh, it was a thirty million dollar budget. Took in eighty nine million from the box office, which isn't surprising, kind of given the genre, and the, mm-hmm. the thematic themes of this movie. Yeah. Um, so it's based on a true story, and by based on a true story, the only true thing we story mean, ish yeah. ish. The only thing that's true is a bear ate cocaine and it died. Yeah, which is the only thing. But I like how the the producer said, you know, what well, we no one knows what this bear did while it was high. 
True. So maybe this is something <laughs> it could have done. That this is true. Um, yeah, it was uh, like I kind of love these like weird, based on a true story kind of almost parodies. Almost, if that makes sense. It does. It it was it was fun to watch. Like I had to turn it off like for a second after like the first ten minutes because I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'm into this or not. But I actually. After kind of being like, okay, I'm gonna power through. Really found it funny. Oh, it was it was it's meant to be funny. I mean, it's uh, Phil Lord and uh, Christopher Miller also were producers, so yeah, Lord knew, Miller. Yeah, you knew it was gonna have some comedy elements to this, but just funny. Like, do you think there's a weird uh, solo connection because they were supposed to make solo? Uh, I think maybe just using Alden as one of the characters, but I don't think there was anything much more to yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it was just so over-the-top funny in terms of premise, and pre- in terms of the bear, in terms of just the whole, the, whole, the whole story. Did you ever find it funny that the bear, like, I mean, I know it's for story's sake, bear never made any noise when it was walking around yeah. it was and i'm like yes it's a cgi bear so what but, did so let me ask you like, that. let's just let's talk about that while we're while you brought it up decent cgi okay cgi what do you think of the bear okay cgi i i like i preferred the bear cubs towards the end spoiler alert whatever fuck it but i i just like part of me is sitting there and I'm like this bear is literally making no noise moving through the brush with nothing like he's he's not displacing anything it's just he pops up and it's like oh well I know they're doing that just for dramatic effect yeah. but it was okay I will say since you brought up the bear cubs I didn't care whether Ray Liotta's character lived or died until he kicked the bear cub. And I was like, oh, oh that, and like, yeah, I don't that, care if it's a CGI bear cub or not, you're going down. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I was just, like, the second he hit a bear with the butt of his rifle, I was just like, nope, <laughs> you're going to die, Ray yeah. Liotta. And turns out he really did die. R.I.P., you were an amazing actor. But he didn't die filming this movie. Let's just no. clarify that. Um so, I mean, I don't want to break down the movie scene by scene, but what was some of your favorite parts of this movie, Adam? Oh, gosh. I mean, I liked how the uh, park ranger was kind of thirsting after the... The biologist. The biologist yeah. that dropped by. That was funny. Um, and again, we don't want this to turn into, like, what funny moment was this? Yeah. What funny moment was this? It's like... we. But it was pretty hilarious, the park ranger. And I just think her character was really well played. Like I told my wife, had she lived through the ambulance, throwing her out of the ambulance, skidding on her face, I'd have been like, God damn. She just will not go down. And so I was kinda hoping she lived through that. I'm like, oh, if she lives through that and like the bear gets her again, it's just gonna be it was gonna be hilarious. Yeah. But I, I just was like, okay, <laughs> like I liked that part, and then I did like the uh, the two kids. Like <laughs> I've done cocaine before. Yeah. 
It's like, How much should I take? I don't know, like a tablespoon to put in your mouth. <laughs> that was funny yeah. to me. Um, I think when the movie kind of shifted gears to where it was like, we're being goofy, I was... Uh, I got hooked back into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to say one of my favorite moments, and it was an interesting way <laughs> for the bear to just, like, pass out on drugs, is when he collapsed on top of uh, Alden Enrich's character and just, yep. like, slept. And he's like, uh, <laughs> Can you breathe under there? <laughs> Why don't you just, like, move it? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. It's, well, especially those three... Or what they call the four guys that? Well, it was Aldrin Emmerich. No, no, uh, talking about the the delinquents in the park. Oh yeah, like well, it was three of them. Yeah, yeah, three of them, and they got their asses beat within fifteen seconds by Ice Cube's son. Oh god, that was a pretty good fight scene actually. It was. Um, and then uh, yeah, having I, I like I did like the standoff between Roy Wood Jr. Yeah. and O'Shea Jackson. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was. It was it was uh Can we call it temporary truce? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it like there there were moments that I think they had good setup and good payoff. Oh yeah. And I think that is kind of my my biggest thing with uh with the movie is like when other movies don't do like good setup and payoff and even like with the dog at the very end. Yes. <laughs> that was a good setup payoff. Yeah. And so I give Elizabeth Banks and the screenwriters a lot of props for being like, hey, you guys set up a joke and you follow through with it later. Yes. And then, you know, with, especially with the dog, it was just like, <laughs> when they get back to the parking lot, she opens the door with the dog and like, oh, I forgot about the dog. What are they going to do with the dog? Yeah. And then, you know, the they adopt the dog and like, is the dog on cocaine, I guess, too? I guess this is my dog now. Yeah. Is it on cocaine? No. Oh, thank God. And <laughs> <laughs> when it ate his fingers at the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just like, um, okay, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll play with that. Um, so, this kind of touches on something we've, we've been meaning to talk about with, with movies and, and kind of B-rated movies. Um leaning into the absurdity the joke the joke and and this whole premise of a bear so blitzed out of its mind on cocaine that it just is now a (laughs) excuse me a man eater bless you thank you sir it's now a man eater and it is uh terrorizing this national forest in Georgia yes um to the point where the biologist, you know, he's up the tree and he's covered in cocaine and the bear climbs up and like just starts eating the guy's clothes because of the cocaine on him. Yeah. And I will say this, when he was hanging upside down and the bear was chomping on him and all the blood that was coming out of him, I was like, he should have died moments earlier. But he did a really good death scene, I think, where it's like you kind of almost feel like he's like... Passing out from the shock and everything. But, no, it's funny, like, it's just like, bears can't can't climb trees? It's like, of course they can! can. (laughs) Then why did you climb up here? (laughs) Which I will say, the kid did exactly what I thought he should have done. 
It's the bears climbing up, and he just starts kicking it in the face. I'm like, there you go. That's my mm-hmm. first thought is, kick it in the face. It's not going well, to hit to, you at that point. To those uh, of you that may not have grown up in a wild area, um, black bears, they say, fight. Like, yeah. if you see a black bear and it's charging after you, fight it. Most of the time, they're not bound by territory or anything yeah. like that. They're just protecting their cubs or they're not going to take you down. Grizzly bears or like brown bears, they say, play dead. Yeah. So, but this black bear was on cocaine. <laughs> and so none of those rules applied. But I did like the fact that a lot of them were like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to fight it. Or, yeah. oh, no, don't run. <laughs> or, or the fact that, especially when um, at the very beginning, when, uh, Christopher, or I guess his character's name is Olaf, him and mm-hmm. his fiance are hiking, and she goes, is it black or brown? I can't tell. He's like, I think it's black. But it's got a little bit of brown in it. And then they start running, and it's yeah. just like, that was where I kind of was at the moment, I was like, this is going to be fun. Yeah. I, well, I started watching it, and I was just like, okay, this is interesting. And then the poor wife, just a leg flies over the screen, and you're kind of like... <laughs> And I just was like, meh, I don't know if it's played its hand too heavy-handed. Yeah. Heavy-legged. <laughs> but I was just like, okay, um, I paused it for a day and then came back to it. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm back in. <laughs> you know, and especially, it subverts your expectations that first part because Kristoff is, or Olaf's the closest person to the bear and it dives past him to get the girl mm-hmm. and I was like oh I thought he was going to go first well, I think because she had like the I mean the rainbow kind of color yeah. like the bright colors was kind of more what the bear was attracted to because of the bags of cocaine bags of were cane. all in yeah. rainbow bags but yeah, meh who knows who knows <laughs> so let's talk about you know just this these kind of Hollywood movies and, and these kind of I wouldn't call it genre movies, but these kind of movies where not only is it subverting your expectations, because we saw the trailers for this, and it was like, this looks interesting, mm-hmm. and then you get into it and go, this is funny. Yeah. And it's and it leans into it knowing it's a ridiculous premise. Yeah. Do you think these movies are underrated in terms of audience uh, appeal? If they are well executed... Yes, they're underrated. Okay. Um, and I think you and I were talking about um, our last game night <clears throat> kind of movies that almost are like soft reboots of other films like Out Cold, Balls of Fury, those sort of things. It's like, yeah, they're those are, I think, very underrated and all that. But when it's like something like Sharktopus versus <laughs> Sharknado, basically those sort of things. I'm like, okay, that cheapens it. So I don't like those, but I like these where it's kind of like, okay, yeah, it's a silly premise, but they make them with good intentions and good planning. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you're making just another Sharknado or <laughs> Transmorphers or whatever, or, or what was that? Really bad movie we saw on Peacock. We never watched it, but it was like a Jurassic Park tornado ripoff. Well, I know there's Velocipaster. 
It wasn't that one, but I, okay. I, I, well, I, I couldn't even search for it remembering, but it was just like seeing the previews and the horrible CGI, just knowing how... Well, Velocipaster yeah. is pretty much that. Yeah, where it was just like, this isn't even a B movie. This is like a C to D. But it's like, I, I prefer, and I keep bringing up, I know, um, at nauseum. I'm going to hear it from your wife. I'm going to hear it from you. But Red Letter Media, they do their like best of the worst. Yeah. And I think it's better when a, someone makes a movie trying to make a good movie and then it turns out to be like a shit show rather than trying to make a stupid film and just being like oh we we get it like the asylum films like the transmorphers and yeah or or even the trauma films well (laughs) trauma (laughs) we can we'll we'll have to have a whole other episode about trauma like Lloyd Kaufman, I think, is a genius. So, and I, I kind of agree with you on that point. Where it's sometimes it, they're sending out to make a good movie, and it's awful, and it's just like I like the shit stove that mm-hmm. they didn't think they were making. But there's times like we're like this is the movie where like we're just going to lean into it, and we're going to have fun. Like I think with Cocaine Bear, it's like okay, hey, we're making a silly film, but we're going to make a silly film the best way we can. Yes. That works. Whereas, like, I feel like something like Sharknado, they're just making a stupid film and they're making it as stupid as possible because they think being stupid is funny. And I'm like, that's not my thing. Yeah, I I mean, I can honestly say I've never watched any of the Sharknado movies. And I know there's... They're not worth it. Like, to be honest, like, I've, I've watched the first one and I was just like, nope. I'm done. Like, you might you as well... watch Sharknado 2 or 3, Adam, with Tara Reid? What about Sharknado 47? What are they on now? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I just know they've made three that I know of. Yeah, but I would rather watch a silly movie like Night Beast that is super low budget. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. They, were, they set out to try and make a good film... But they failed miserably. They made six Sharknadoes. Jesus Christ. I love the titles. Sharknado 3, Oh Hell No. Uh Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens. Sharknado 5, Global Swarming, followed by The Last Sharknado, It's About Time. Uh, And they made um, three spinoffs. A Lava Lantua, so a Lava Tarantula. I'm done. I'm like, those aren't what I'm into. Like, when I say I like watching B-movies, I like watching B-movies, not this, this. shit. <laughs> this is intentional shit, whereas I feel like B-movies should be made to be like, oh, hey, they're trying to make something really good, and it just turned out to be a train wreck. <laughs> I think that's funnier than someone making something stupid like Sharknado. I was just looking at the cast list and the fact that David Hasselhoff was in two of these. Oh, Jesus. And not the, like, the first ones. <laughs> Who's the main guy that's throughout the whole thing? Ian Zierling. Eh. Uh, Beverly Hills, 902. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, um, he's been in a few things. But... Tara Reid. Anyway, so... <laughs> anyway, back to Cocaine Bear, which is a much better film than yes. any of the Sharknado movies put together. <laughs> oh, it, it has to be. Um, so, let's talk about 
some of the actors. You know, obviously you have some, uh, some big name stars we talked about. You've got yeah, you got Carrie Russell, Carrie Russell, who Felicity, probably only filmed for like a day, maybe two. Yeah, like I mean, I, everyone jokes around that she got like the best deal ever in Rise of Skywalker by <laughs> playing. That character that wore a mask for a few scenes, and she probably got paid millions of dollars to well, play that character. Well, not only that, but she's a J.J. Abrams loves to use her, mm-hmm. and he was going to use her in The Force Awakens, but her schedule didn't allow it. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what was she actors, doing at the time? I don't even I think know. She was in the American still is still going on. Okay, yeah, that would have been that. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense. Sorry, I retract my statement. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, okay, I know he used her in Mission Impossible 3 for, like, the beginning. Yeah. And she did a great job in that, but it was like, okay, she was in it for a few minutes and then done. Yeah, she... Um, Literal. Yeah, her. but she, I mean, she's a funny actress and... Um, like we said, she was great in Americans. Uh, Felicity, she's a. You know, I never really watched Felicity. I got into it a little bit. It was okay. decent. It wasn't my. I know it's a J.J. Abrams yeah. thing, but yep. and I normally am a big J.J. Abrams fan, but never got into Felicity that much. Fair enough. Um, so as we talk about Cocaine Bear, <laughs> we're getting back on topic. Oh, I mean, Carrie Russell was on topic. Yeah. So, you know, I. Doing the research for this and talking about the bear itself, um, it's just for our listeners' uh, note. So the bear that is spoofed on is a bear that was a, is a brown bear that ate a or a black bear that ate a lot of cocaine. I think uh, what they say he had only three milligrams of cocaine in his system, but more than I've had. <laughs> yeah, um, they found. Oh, how much did they say he ate? They said basically he was full to the brim of cocaine inside hmm. his stomach. There, there's no wiggle room for anything else. Um, but he is stuffed and on display at a mall in Tennessee. Lovely. <laughs> That's classic. That's classy. Yeah. Um, packed to the brim with cocaine is what they said. Is is the stuffed bear packed to the brim with cocaine? <laughs> it, it could be. I mean, it is Kentucky. Um, yeah, he's at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall, Lexington, Kentucky, at this moment. How many times can you say Kentucky? At least three more times. Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky. <laughs> um, and he has also used, uh, according to the Bears owners, the cocaine bear has the authority to officiate legally binding weddings in the mall. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I'll go with my girlfriend right now and be like, where are we getting married? We're going to be getting married with the, the cocaine bear. bear. <laughs> oh, can I go with you guys and just watch? Sure, why not? You'll be, my, sure you'll be my best man. Her reaction to this whole scenario is Oh, like, she'll leave me, yes. but... <laughs> she'll be like, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, Adam, I want to get married in front of the cocaine bear, babe. Come on. This is like, like saying, like, you want to get married at a Bass Pro Shop or yeah. something, something <laughs> like that. Apparently, that Bass Pro Shop, like, that's in, like, Nashville or whatever, is considered to be one of the best hotels in America. Oh, Jesus. I would totally go. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Bass Pro Shop? This one's here. Listen, to me, it's like a 
fishing version of Cabela's. Yeah, I mean, but hey, they got real <laughs> fish. True, true. It, it's cute. Um, so let's talk about the cinematography of this film. Oh, um, because I know this movie you enjoy, and I think actually cinematography wise, this was really well shot and thought out. Yes, I think the way it was shot was really nice. Like having, like, uh, and I guess the biggest thing that brings uh, to mind is the scenes where O'Shea Jackson and like it's Roy Wood Jr. and O'Shea Jackson Jr. and they're kind of ones on top of the gazebo <laughs> and they're down below. I thought that was like a nice little back and forth. And even like when the bear finally comes into the scene, like O'Shea Jackson's like hiding behind stuff. And yeah, it, it, it just worked where it was kind of this like fun little like tension building cat and mouse um, kind of game. So yeah. I liked that. I, I enjoyed how they shot like every time new people arrive to the park and it's just like, oh, here's some more people are going to die. <laughs> and they would all go down, they'd all hit that fork in the road and either go left or right. And so half mm-hmm. the group were going left or right. And I also liked the fact that it was like, someone would come and then just like, oh, this is how a, a gun gets into yeah. play. It's like, someone's bringing a gun <laughs> and someone's bringing this gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, oh, everyone has one. Yeah. Um. So... It was like, yeah, the park ranger had a gun, and they set that up, and it had a payoff. Especially at the beginning, yeah. Why didn't know park rangers can be armed or peace officers? Yeah. Um, um, like, then you have the scene where the paramedics show up, and like, we're just responding to a concussion, and the guy's head is blown. got a giant bullet hole through the eye, and they're like, oh. I loved when they were trying to open the door. Just, I thought you were strong. What about feminism? Yeah, that that was a that was a great little uh, little exchange. Um, but yeah, they did a really good job with cinematography and like again, the setups, the payoffs, whether it be through the cinematography or the screenwriting, everything was very well set up. Everything was paid off. Everything just worked. <laughs> So let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. When the paramedics show up and he opens the door and the bear's in there, how did the head get in the bucket? No idea, but <laughs> didn't matter <laughs> to me. I just was like watching it and I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever. I was just like, hmm, either the bear was going to take it later mm-hmm. or it's just funny because it like, it's in the bucket perfectly. Yeah, but I did like he opened the door and it was like, oh shit, and then just slowly shuts the door. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, and I will say this was actually a pretty cool idea in terms of like if it's just a true horror movie or, or or in that sense, when the paramedic is checking out Margot Martindale, the the park ranger's character, mm-hmm. and she's listening for the heart and it speeds up and obviously it's causing tension, but she's also terrified because mm-hmm. he's opened the door. But when she grabs the stethoscope and actually whispers bear. Yeah. And I think that from a horror movie kind of sense was like that was a good payoff. That was a really oh, yeah. cool choice. Yeah. Again, set up, payoff. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. you have this whole thing. You know, it's like, I guess, like, what did Alfred Hitchcock want? always used to say? It's like, tension in a scene is when there's a bomb under the desk. The character doesn't know there's a bomb under the desk, but you know. Yes. 
And so I felt like that was kind of what they were trying to do is it's just like you knew this bear was there and things were going to be a problem. And so that's making you feel this way. But the characters don't know. <laughs> what One thing, okay, so, and I'll, I'll actually, I'll bring some hot takes. Let me just get this part. Um, one thing that I thought was pretty funny and an interesting choice was when the park major first gets attacked by the bear. She's got that big old gash mark on her hip. Mm-hmm. And she just Took leaves. Took a bite at my but, ass. God damn it. She's just walking away, limping away, and like, oh, I'm going. And she just kind of walks away. I'm just like, what the hell? I think it's just <laughs> something me. to be like, hey, we're we're pushing the story forward. Yeah, Don't think true, about it. True. We're I just was pushing it forward. It. I was just like, that's, that's a horrible, horrible choice as a uh, as a park ranger. Yeah. But, it, I mean, like you said, it played, it played the story forward. Yeah, I think that's all it was, was just like, hey, <laughs> just, this is silly. We're just going to gloss on, <laughs> gloss on by and we're just going to keep going. So, what do you think of the kids? Eh, they serve their purpose. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think they more, like, it was nice to have them as, like, the intro into the situation. Yeah. For, for when me. I say situation, I'm not meaning the guy from Jersey Shore. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm like. Getting us into it, but then also, like, pulling the mom yeah. and them just pulling us out of it. Like, especially it's, like, the whole scene of them just walking down the road with the bike. <laughs> They're just like, don't look at it. Don't don't look. <laughs> We're just done. Yeah. Well, I will say one thing that was really well done was the gore. Yes. They didn't go... They went... Over the top in a good way. They didn't go over the top like the Saw movies do sometimes. Or I wouldn't say the Saw movies go over the top but, in a sense. No, I, but you know, I, you know I actually I exactly know what you're saying. It's like practical effects for almost, I don't want to say it for the joke's sake, but it was like, okay, this is realistic. It kind of gets a reaction out of your audience where oh, they're yeah. kind of like, whoa. But it's not like a crazy laser helmet from Saw. Yeah. Or a bear trap on someone's face like Saw where it's like, oh, that's... You get the initial, like... You get the shock. shock and then you're done. It's like, no. Like, you had the whole thing where the bear's chewing on the biologist and it's like... You see, like, him kind of going through, like, levels yeah. of shock and, like slowly dying and it's like okay that's to me is good gore oh yeah or um margo martindale when she falls out of the ambulance and slides across the pavement <laughs> to her face she, yeah. they, doesn't even she even say something like you son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> um and then you've got and i obviously i don't want this to ever happen to me but i question what it would feel like when Ray Liotta dies and they are slowly pulling his intestines like a spaghetti noodle out of him. Mm-hmm. And he's still alive. And I'm going, either that's got to be the weirdest feeling or the most painful feeling. I think you don't feel necessarily your intestines being pulled. Like, you don't feel pain with 
that. There's no nerve endings in them. But you it's feel like, the sensation it, but of you can feel like the the yeah the touch of something being like pulled out. Yeah, but, but it was an interesting choice. It it was yes. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, they they did a great job with the gore. Yeah, it was fun. It just it's a silly film, folks, but it's entertaining. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, oh yeah. I mean, I know, like, my girlfriend would probably hate this movie, but that's okay. My I, wife, she was like, this is not what I expected, and it was pretty good. Okay. Well, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's, Adam, let's go ahead and just dive into some hot takes of this film. Oh, jeez. What are they going to say this week? So I've got two hot takes for you. Go go nuts. First hot take. Mm-hmm. I really wish the blonde kid would have had more reaction being on cocaine. That that actually was gonna be part of mine. Like the kids really didn't have much of a reaction no. except for the very beginning when they took it but no yeah it would have been nice i mean if he's hiking with with carrie russell and he's having all these discussions but he's just not like tripping balls cause yeah as a was he like 10 yeah. maybe 12 ingesting a tablespoon of cocaine mm-hmm. yeah he would have been tripping balls yeah um so i really wish we would have had a little bit more of that um and i think my other hot take would have been at the end of the movie, when they're on the bike and she's walking them home, and the cops pull up, but no cop pulls up to them and like checks on them. Oh they no, just, they don't care. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> flying by, driving to the scene, and I'm just like, you think one would have been like, "Excuse hey, me, ma'am, we need, we have some questions." Yeah, your daughter's need bleeding. To ask, <laughs> what the hell is happening? And also, why does Carrie Russell just have a bike to get to the park in? Uh, it wasn't her bike; it was. The kid's bike, because yeah. she showed up with the park rangers. Yeah. Or whatever. And then, yeah, it just was... <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it... I mean, it just... You know, you film, just don't think about it. There has to be some suspension of disbelief. <laughs> yes. Willingness, uh, or... Willing suspension of disbelief yeah. is the term, yeah. So, as long as you can do that, you'll like the film. Yes. Because <laughs> it's definitely not possible that a... A bear will keep up with an ambulance while it's driving. (laughs) That was great. Shut the door! (laughs) It was so silly. It was... uh, I did did enjoy the slow motion dive Mm -hmm. into the ambulance. Yeah. All right, Adam, what is your hot take? Well, you kind of took it from me, the the whole thing. I'm like, shouldn't these kids be tripping balls more? (laughs) But that, that was it for me. I was just like, yeah, these kids should be... Going nuts at this point. So let me let me ask you this and while we're on hot takes. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really a, a distraction for me knowing what this film was, but do you think the CGI was a distraction? Uh I mean, I kind of wrote down a note, like, and I brought it up earlier, is the bear made no sound when crawling through yeah. the brush. And if anyone knows anything of going through the forest at all it's like okay you crawl through a bush you're gonna make a bunch of noise 
I mean, it doesn't matter how slowly you do it or whatever. It's You're going to just make some noise. Um, so, yes and no. It's like, yes, that part bugged me. But I also loved the fact, like, the, the bear was, like, doing, like... Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. like rubbing his nose and doing <laughs> doing things that like coke addicts do, um, or which when, I don't think you could have really got an actual bear to do. Oh no, um, <laughs> or or the scene where the bear is laying unconscious on the edge of the cliff, mm-hmm. and that bag of cocaine is burst, and it just like the CG scene of it getting into its nose and the eyes go dilated, yeah. and it's just like I'm alive, <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> No, but I, I, some of the stuff bugged me, some of it didn't. Yeah. So I guess, like, I think there's there's no way you could have trained an actual bear to do some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. But I think for comedic effect, they wanted it to be like, oh, yeah, this seems like some crazy 80s businessman who's high on cocaine, but it's a bear. <laughs> I really felt bad when little girls in the cave with the cubs and the cubs are just covered in cocaine in their mm-hmm. play. I was just like, oh no, the bear, baby bears are high. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Even at the very end where it's like, they're all just like lying down. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a picture with it. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> so, now that we know the hot takes, before we dive into Geek Wreck, let me just ask you, hypothetically. Okay. What happens when the bears run out of cocaine? They come down real hard. (laughs) (laughs) The worst withdrawals ever. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We have a bear with his... I mean... We need to get a bear into rehab right now. (laughs) Man, this bear has a two-year chip. (laughs) Some some Narcan for this bear. Oh, yeah. The the bear... uh, What is it? Cocaine and... uh, I'm trying to think of a good acronym. We can figure it out, but I can't. I don't yeah. my head. All right, folks. Well, now that we've um, discussed the absurdity of Cocaine Bear, and I highly recommend checking it out. It's currently on yeah, Amazon it's, it's Prime. It's Amazon Prime. Like, um, it was on Peacock. and It's short. It's an hour and 20 minutes yeah, without just, credits. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. You're in, you're out. It's you, just a funny yeah. film. But, yeah, I highly recommend it. If you guys just want something... To, I mean, obviously go in with a suspension of disbelief and just go in for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like Adam said, don't think too hard of it. I did, and it definitely... Yeah. You have those questions, but it's just fun to disconnect and watch. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Well, that does it for talking about Cocaine Bear, but before we do- we leave you, we're going to talk about our Geek Wreck of the Week. All righty. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? Adam, what do you have for this week? Everyone's expecting this. I recommend Starfield on... Xbox, Game Pass, and PC. It's a amazing game. Plays really well. Um, I know a bunch of people are review bombing it because it's exclusive to Xbox, but... See, I've heard the combat mechanic are pretty clunky. They're not. It's actually plays really well. Like, And, th- and that's my thing, is to just, like, people who are review bombing it because, of, like, yeah, inventory management kind of sucks balls. But... That's going to be fixed probably within the next few weeks or whatever. Because Bethesda's really good about listening to um, their community and their feedback. And I know it has full mod support and all that. But 
for me, I'm just like, you know what? It plays like Fallout 4 and Skyrim in space. And I don't think, like, a lot of people also were upset that it's like, yeah, the taking off and landing on planets is a cutscene. But I'm like, okay, well, planets are procedurally generated, so they have a cutscene to show that. They never said it was going to be this seamless transition. It's fine. It plays great. It looks great. Story's great. I'm only like a couple hours into it, but I'm enjoying myself. So definitely if you uh, have an Xbox or or a PC, uh, check out Starfield. It's well worth it. Um, Pretty much by the time this review comes out, it'll be out on Game Pass officially. Um, I did the pre-order so I get to play it early, but... (laughs) <laughs> that's just me um all right matty boy all right so what do you my got? geek crack this week and probably is no surprise to anybody ahsoka we're uh three episodes in as of this recording episode four drops the same day this comes out mm-hmm. um i it's really been a good series so far um they, i've just been hearing some people say it's like Rebels season four whatever five. or yeah. five it can be but i mean I like where the story is going because they've hinted at some of the story in Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of tying in all these TV show series and, and threads that you're having going. And I think Rosario Dawson's doing a really good job playing Ahsoka. Oh, I think she did a great job in um, Mandalorian, Mandalorian and Boba, and yeah, Boba, Boba Fett. and all that. Um, this is a, it's a good, interesting idea because, and obviously if you haven't watched it, go watch it. And this isn't really a spoiler if you've seen any of the previews or anything, but she's training Sabine, who is a Mandalorian in the ways of the Jedi, but she has no force powers. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to train her with certain techniques like, hey, you're a Mandalorian, so you should be able to wield a sword. Let's train you how to wield a lightsaber better. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that. And I kind of like where this is going in terms of the force discussion because she's like, just because you don't have the latent abilities of Jedi doesn't mean you have no force powers. Everyone has a force power you have to... We're all connected. We're all connected. And it kind of leans into that. You may not be Jedi level, but you've got something in you. You've just got to dig deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, great cast. So Ian McGregor's wife plays Hera, one of the main characters. Yes. Um, David Tennant is back voicing one of the droids he played in, in Rebels and Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Um, Dave Filoni is obviously the series runner. He's... What George Lucas could have been. <laughs> if um, only... Um, and for those who don't know Dave Filoni, he wears a cowboy hat constantly. Just roll with it. <laughs> roll with it. But I mean, he is behind all the animated Star Wars. He's been behind everything since the purchase. All the retcon. Oh, it's not retcon if it's a story driven. If it's retcon, if it changes canon. Anyway, he's also one of the creative minds. Um, didn't create it, but worked a lot with the guys on Avatar. Uh, yes, yes. He, did, he did direct a few episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. And was a was storyboard artist and was a uh, yes. was a writer. So I mean, I still... I, I wouldn't say like, oh, I give Avatar... It's like, oh, it's Dave Filoni's. No, it's no, not. No, it's not but his, involved. but yeah. he, he was involved in it. And then, he took I a mean, lot of that stuff into the Star Wars It's universe. great. It's yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> like whatever he touches, I think he does a really good job. Yeah. So... All right, folks. Well, 
This wraps up another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Yes. Episode 54, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine. Um, but thanks, guys, for listening. Um, give the movie a check out. Uh, check out our Geek Rex. Yeah. And then make sure you find, follow, like, subscribe, comment on all social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Yeah. We'd love to hear what you think or if there's any recommendations coming up. I think we're about to get into Spooktober. Yes. So if you have any recommendations away. for spooky movies. Spooktober 2023. Yeah. Spooky movies. We can definitely talk about some spooky movies. So. All right, folks. Well, this wraps up another episode. Everyone, you have a great geek week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. This has been another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. All content. Copyright Heat Drink Pod 2023.